Welcome to Hope-Filled Conversations, where we explore the truths and hope found in God's Word. Welcome to Hope-Filled Conversations. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Jody. We are delighted yes. that you guys are joining us today. Um, Carolyn and I have been nerding out a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're just super excited. Uh, we're thinking dive. ahead. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're planning ahead. And in, ahead. In, in the future, what we're going to be talking about. And the more we started talking about some of the the um, uh, the, the scriptures that we're going to be diving into mm-hmm. that we'll tell you about later at, at another time, yes. it's just fun. We can't wait to tell y'all, so stay tuned. I know, it's so I know, exciting. I know, it's so exciting. And uh, forgive my, my voice. I have been apparently talking a lot. And my, it um, takes us out of it. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know why my husband's voice doesn't ever get like this, because he really... Anyway. <laughs> we won't say any more, Jody. <laughs> no, say no more. Say no more. All right. So today, we're, we are finally jumping into Second Thessalonians. Wow. And we're super um, glad that we're at this point. And mm-hmm. we hope and pray that you are still with us in this and enjoying the journey and um so we're just going to go ahead and just dive in yeah. and uh we're we're taking the whole first chapter of second thessalonians it's 12 verses mm-hmm. uh, but just to remind you give you a little bit of backdrop um and also i just want to pause for a second and say if you haven't gone through first thessalonians mm-hmm. with us it would really be a value add mm-hmm. for you to pause this and go back and, and listen at the beginning of this because it just all builds on one another it does and it'll make sense but if you haven't joined us now's a good time to start too. yes absolutely so, yes. absolutely Yes. And you can go backwards later. Yeah. <laughs> and then forward. I don't know. Anyway, yes. So, yes. <laughs> so this is Paul's second letter to the believers of, of Thessalonica. Mm-hmm. So in the first letter, he encouraged them to stay focused on the truths he taught them and not to fall prey to the false teachers and the pressures of the culture they were living in. So the second letter tells us that um, there was evidence of their spiritual growth, I believe, um, even from the encouragement that they received from that first letter. Mm-hmm. So the persecution they were experiencing because of their faith seemed to cause them to actually dig in their faith roots even deeper yeah. with God. And so um, by default, their outward actions demonstrated they had a genuine belief in their Savior and nothing would prevent them from standing firm. And Paul is encouraging them through um, praise and promises of God and prayer. It's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's so good. And I'm excited about the questions we've chosen. Mm-hmm. I think it's a this chapter covers a lot of different things, and yeah. I think these questions will kind of guide our conversation so that we can pick and choose all these awesome parts of this section right, of right. Scripture. So you want to dive into reading? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll read um, 1 through 6, and okay. you can get the end. All right. All right. Um, 2 Thessalonians 1, I'm reading from the ESV. It says, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, And the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought always give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions you are enduring. This is the evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you are also suffering, since indeed Christ considers it to, or just to repay the affliction, though, or, sorry, to repay with affliction those who afflict you. And this is out of the New American Standard um, Version, verse 7. And to give relief to you who are afflicted and to us as well, when the Lord Jesus 
will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he comes to be glorified in his saints on that day and be marveled at among all who have believed, for our testimony to you was believed. To this end, also, we pray for you always that our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for goodness in the work of faith with power, so that the name of the Lord Jesus will be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this chapter kind of has different sections. Mm -hmm. He greets people as he does with every letter, you know, saying who's there, greeting the church in Thessalonica, and then he talks about their steadfastness and faith and the persecution Mm -hmm. they're facing. And then he goes on to talk about some end time stuff, which is we know from First Thessalonians that he spent a lot of time right. teaching them about that. So our questions kind of follow that order, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so let's, you want to jump into the first one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what are the distinguishing characteristics of genuine conversion? Yeah. So and, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Jody. Well, I was just going to say the Thessalonians' faith and love for the Lord had become more radiant, kind of what I was alluding to yeah. in the opening, um, as they persevered through their di- difficult experiences. So the trials and the tribulation they were in the midst of grew their faith, hope, and love in the Lord for one another. So mm-hmm. I see the two distinguishing characteristics we see in this passage, particularly is one that their faith is flourishing, and secondly, their love is increasing. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't specifically say what persecutions they were facing. Right. We don't really know that, but we know that they were under intense persecution because mm-hmm. Paul says this throughout the letter. And so it's often in times of persecution or just difficult times in our life that we find out the genuineness of our faith. Like, is it real? Do we have Mm -hmm. real sustaining faith and will it withstand hardships and trials? And so for the Thessalonians, when they were being persecuted, their faith was still growing right? because it was grounded in the Lord. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a substantial faith. It wasn't built on nothing. It was built on the Lord. And so their faith could withstand. And so I love that word grounded. Um, We see Mm -hmm. that throughout scripture. And we've talked about being grounded in our faith before when we referenced that verse about not being swayed to and fro like by every wind of doctrine. Um, And so that's the same thing that they're talking about here, that Paul's talking about here, being grounded in the faith. And um, it reminds me of Psalm 1, um, the first three verses. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of waters, which yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither Mm -hmm. and all that he does, he prospers. And so it's that metaphor of a tree being rooted in Mm -hmm. the Lord. And that's good. Yeah. And being, having that firm foundation so that Mm -hmm. no matter what comes his way, he's still flourishing. His leaf does not wither. He is yielding fruit. And that's exactly what we see in the Thessalonians, despite all the hardships, they're still growing. They're still um, yielding fruit mm-hmm. through their love for one another and the service of others. So, um, yeah, 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 you could see some evidences of yeah, true, abs- genuine faith. Absolutely. And all throughout Scripture, um, we really kind of see that that groundedness of, the, of uh, their faith and love, mm-hmm. like what you're talking about. 
And just to give you a few references um, of just how important that is, is is what recognizing that that is some of the fruit, if you will, from being grounded yeah. uh, as a Christ follower. What are, you know, those transforming um, attributes that you begin living in your life? Uh, one is found in Ephesians 1, 15 through 16. Uh, for this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes on, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth, there's that growth again, of the body for the building of, of itself in what? Love. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've got Galatians here, 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. There's mm-hmm. a, that again. And then 2 Corinthians, uh, Corinthians 8, 7 reads, But just as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all earnestness and in the love we inspired in you, see that you abound in this gracious work also. And then Finally, uh, in John thirteen thirty four through 35, Jesus says, I give you a new command. I, th- I think this is the one that mm-hmm. most of us are familiar with. Love one another just as I have loved you. You must also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one, an- one another, he reveals um, ultimately how faith and love work together. And to be a disciple begins with faith in Christ. And when we have true faith, mm-hmm. our love will then overflow in all areas in our lives. Yeah. And um, I know you got some more you want to share no. on this, but uh, I thought it was just a, a appropriate, and I appreciated how the CCE mm-hmm. um, had wrote this statement right here to bring it home to me, uh, and I want to share it with you. They wrote, faith requires that we look up and see him for who he is. And love requires that we look around and see others for who they are. Isn't that good? Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And it's all about that grounded faith, but not mm-hmm. just not just grounded, but growing, you know, flourishing, right, right. seeing mm-hmm. these things like love overflow in our life because of the work that Christ is doing inside of us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You ready for number two? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So this is kind of a two-part question. Explain what Paul means when he says that Christ is going to bring rest for his people. And what impact should that promise have on us today? Um, This is a loaded question. I have a lot of notes on this one. (laughs) And it it goes, I love that verse. Um, It's verse seven. Where, God, where it's talking about God granting relief to people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important as we, as we consider this that to remember that the Thessalonians were under intense persecution. We don't know what kind, mm-hmm. but they were right. under a lot of persecution. And they might have been asking, how much longer is this going to go on, Lord? Like, how, you know, how, long, how long are we going to have to suffer this way? How long are we going to have to live this way? And I was just convicted. How often have we asked that in our lives, right? Um, I'm sure we can all point to at least one Mm -hmm. issue or one time in our lives or several times in our lives that we've said, how much longer is it going to be like this? Um, And there's several examples throughout the Bible. The commentary goes into a lot of different um, examples. And I love the biblical examples because it reminds us that what we're feeling is not, we're not alone That's in right. that. We right. Everybody's asked that. It, it gives a reference in Habakkuk, and it also gives a reference to David in mm-hmm. Psalm, which I love. That's We've good. talked about that, I think, mm-hmm. when we studied Psalms, how 
the authors of Psalms, the writers of Psalms are just, they pour out their heart to the Lord. They're just really real with God right. and saying, you know, how long, Psalm 13, one through three says, Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from wow. me? How mm-hmm. long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dom- dominate me? Consider me and answer my prayer, Lord, my God. Mm-hmm. That's a real, <laughs> that's a real verse. And I just love those reminders that God is not offended when we ask these kinds of questions. That's right. Um, I think sometimes I think, oh, I don't want to offend the Lord. I love him. You know, I want to be right. reverent to him. But he's not surprised by these he questions. Can it, right? Yes, yes. He's not surprised. <laughs> uh-uh. He, I think it's healthy for us to ask him these questions because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I've asked him those questions, he always comes right back at me with a verse that's like, a balm to my soul, you know, like he always reminds us, no, Carolyn, like keep your mind. This is the truth. You know, let me show you the truth. Get regrounded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, when they were talking about relief, that word must have just been like, oh, that sounds wonderful to me. I want a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. I want rest and relief. And so, you know, he encouraged, Paul encourages them that the truth that we'll experience ultimate rest when the Lord Jesus comes back and reigns and establishes his eternal reign. But I think it's really important for us to remember um, that we will experience that ultimate rest when he comes back. But we can also experience rest and relief right now in the Lord by trusting that his way is always the best way and that nothing is out of his control. And I think that's a really good reminder. So we can encourage each other with there's coming a day that everything's going to be right, that God's going to make everything right. But we can also have that peace and that relief and that rest right now just Who from being a follower that? of right, Jesus. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. So it's yeah. a lot in there. It, it, it is. It's encouraging. It is. And um, this this is going to probably come across a little silly, but I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> because it's just what came to my mind uh-huh. also. Um, yeah. and, and I love the, you know, just turning back to the word. But I also just kind of have had a picture when I was thinking about um, the word here and, and the meaning of that relief and that release. Mm-hmm. When I when I thought about the word release, uh, it actually reminded me of a pressure cooker. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you think about a pressure cooker builds up pressure within the pot itself. Mm-hmm. Its purpose is actually to tenderize the product that you have in there within uh, and it, uh, it also is searing in the seasoning and breaking down the toughness. So I'm like literally mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. what's in the pressure uh, cooker. So kind of like the Thessalonians in the pressure cooker and under pressure, they have grown tender towards God's promises and are willing to withstand the uh, afflictions becoming that are they're actually becoming more seasoned in their faith, if you will. Mm-hmm. And this rest, this release from being under pressure for them is like re- releasing the pressure cooker valve, mm-hmm. uh, allowing the lid to eventually open up and to be free, you know, to, to go in and, and take um, part of what they've been under pressure about. Mm-hmm. So much like when we see um, Christ will be released from all the pressure, we will not need to fear God's wrath and judgment. Um, and for God has already judged our sins at Calvary. And and so that's just uh, something that came to my mind when I was just studying this mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, the impact that that promise has on us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you were saying, we can we can walk by faith and not by sight and yeah. trust the Lord for that peace yeah. and that comfort. Yeah. I love that analogy because 
I think sometimes we get this um, mindset that, man, this hard time, I wish I could just get through with it. Right. And we want to get through with mm-hmm. it. But sometimes the Lord works in a really, really special way yeah. when we're facing challenging times yeah. or hardships or in the Thessalonians perspective, persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, God does really special things in our hearts and our lives to to make us, to tenderize us, right? right, to, right. to make us grow more and more like him. And so we have to keep that perspective of um, allowing the Lord to work in our circumstances and, you know, really thinking about the Lord is working, even if I don't see him right now, visible, you know, taking away my, you know, circumstances or whatever, he's still working. And so I think that's that's important too. Right. Yeah. yeah, So whatever you are going through today, whatever you are um, afflicted with today, take heart, Mm -hmm. seek God with all your heart and um, allow him to, to carry you through and show you because see the thing is Caroline I mm-hmm. think we both have learned too is that God doesn't waste anything that we go that's through that's right that's right and so he, and he doesn't abandon us in that and so. nothing is out of his control that's right he's, I, he's got it all under control all yes. together I mean just that yeah. statement even when it feels like mm-hmm. things are spiraling out of control it's not right. he's right. he's controlling it all that's good yeah um, we normally don't do three questions but we can you know we wanted to we just add it. a quick one real quick <laughs> yeah. um, the third one is how is God just in the mm-hmm way he deals um, both with sinners and with his saints. Yeah. I think it's hard sometimes when we read scripture talking about Mm -hmm. punishment of sin and and thinking through people who don't know the Lord are going to face that punishment Mm -hmm. of sin. But Mm -hmm. we have to go back to God's character, what we know about God. And God is just. And so he demands a payment for sin. And he is always going to do what is fitting and right. He's always that way. That's who he is. Um, I loved this quote from A.W. Tozer. Um, it says, God is his own self-existent principle of morality equal- or e- equity. And when he sentences evil men or rewards the righteous, he simply acts like himself from within, uninfluenced by anything that is not himself. That's a lot to take in. Right. But it's it's really important to remember that no one is influencing the Lord. No mm. one's like, oh, I got an in. I'm good. God is acting from himself and he is a just God and he is That's always right. going to do what's right. And it's not up to us to to decide if he's doing the right thing. He's always going to do the right thing. Always. always. So um, I think it's really important when we consider this, too, that God did not set justice aside when he redeemed sinners. He's not... He's not saying, oh, I'll let them pass. They're okay. Jesus satisfied the payment for sin. He did not set justice aside. He gave Jesus his only son to take that punishment, that just punishment that our Mm -hmm. sin deserves and demands. And that's how he offers mercy to us. So um, he didn't set it aside. He didn't go apart from his character. He satisfied, Jesus satisfied that payment. So I think it's important when we think through that a- absolutely and and i'm comforted and you know from um a reminder from ezekiel 33 11 where it talks about god does not take pleasure in the death of the, of the wicked mm. you know he yeah. it does not bring him pleasure no at all he desires for all um to come to know him and no one to perish yeah so that's yeah. the truth that's the truth about god that's his character it is and another reminder about these verses it just I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed when we see all the evil that's happening in the world mm-hmm. today. Right. Um, and we have to remember that even when it looks like evil is winning, that God is always going to have the last word, always. And he's always going to do what's right. And so we can take heart in that and be encouraged. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we're, um, yeah, we're wrapping up here. Yeah. We want to leave you guys uh, with a thought here. 
um, to just kind of ponder if, as if we didn't just give you a lot to think about. <laughs> um, so to, to reflect on, uh, name some of the present day implications of this text for how believers should live. Hmm. I think that's so good to do every time we read scriptures. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for me right now in my mm-hmm. life right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so something good. we can apply and take a, yeah. take with. So, yeah. um, you know, guys, remember, we would love to um, hear your questions or hear your comments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and one of the ways that you can do that is um, by leaving us recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. And then also it would help us get the word out about the word that we're discussing here is if you would leave us a review. Um, I want to really start bringing that back to the forefront a little bit more uh, because when you leave us a review, uh, and we're really hopeful it's a good one, uh, if you leave us a positive review, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it would help get the word out um, more than what um, is out there right now. So we appreciate and thank you in advance. Carolyn, yeah, would you mind closing I'd love to. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that every time we open it up, you have something um, so special and comforting and encouraging and challenging for us. And um, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you will um, provide relief right now and you'll provide ultimate relief when you return or when with, we're with you in heaven. And thank you so much for the the promise and the encouragement that that holds as we go throughout hard times in our lives. And I pray um, for each of these listeners, these women that are listening, I just pray that you will um, do as you always do and meet them right where they are when they open up your word and study. And I pray um, that as they ask you those hard questions, like we talked about in Psalms, when when you at, when they ask those hard questions, that you'll provide um, relief and encouragement just as you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hope-Filled Conversations. If today's episode was helpful to you, we hope you will subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to contact Jody or Carolyn, email them at hfc at eaglewoodbaptist.com. 